Welcome to the Prep Hoop Circuit Podcast, the very last one covering at least what happened this year in 2019, as I've got my man Jed here with me to talk about the last region, that's right, the Hustle region out west where he was uh, to wrap up the season, and this is going to be all about that region and the finals that was. And I know, uh, you know, Jed, I want to start with the 17U bracket. There was uh, a lot of, you know, really talented teams in here. And it ended up being, uh, you know, you look at the Elite Eight with Colorado Titans Gold, New Mexico D1 Ambassadors, Game Point, uh, Select, The Truth, EYBL, Game Point, Inland Empire, California Select Black, uh, Los Angeles Elite, and Fast Break Sports. Those were our final eight teams uh, all grouped in there. And I want to start, you know, in that upper right quadrant, which had coming out of it out of the Elite Eight was New Mexico D1 and The Truth, EYBL. And I just want to go a little bit further deeper into it. Let's start, though, with Map Elite. They advance uh, in Game 1 and ended up following in actually what was a close game with New Mexico D1 Ambassadors. I don't know about you, but I was a little bit impressed that Map Elite pushed that New Mexico D1 Ambassadors team as much as they did because New Mexico, as we both know, is a pretty darn good team. Yeah, Mathlete, they had some they had some athletes. Uh, you know, they still had a couple of unsigned seniors who were talented scorers that were playing with them. And then they also, I think, I'm not sure if he was there earlier in the year, but they had a kid uh, who was originally from Pennsylvania, uh, about 6'6", an athletic kid who uh, really helped him out inside, both um, rebounding and defense. And I think um, just kind of the overall athleticism uh, kind of gave a team, you know, that executes really well, like uh, New Mexico, a little bit of fits. Now, i got to give another big shout-out to The Force out of Colorado. They beat a really good Los Angeles Elite team in the opening round. Uh, that was a 15 seed against an 18 seed, so you expect it to be a close game. But it actually wasn't close, as The Force really dominated that game from start to finish. They end up falling in the following round, in the round of 16, to New Mexico D1 Ambassadors. And what was another you know closely contested game, uh, you got to give The Force out of Colorado a lot of credit for the uh, you know, the the type of competitiveness they had in this tournament. Yeah, definitely. I was really, you know, I think just in general, uh, the quality of teams that came from out of the state of Colorado, I was really impressed with. Um, just a lot of great teamwork, a lot of uh, great, you know, ball movement, a lot of great coaching. Um, you know, a lot, a lot of those teams are a little underrated, maybe didn't have the bigger names um, that some of these other teams necessarily had, um, but they just did a great job. No doubt about that. Uh, moving down a little bit, what did you think of the Truthy YBL squad uh, as they were able to come into this event as a seven seed, and they lived up to what they were because they made it into Elite Eight before falling to that New Mexico D1 squad? Yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely a very talented squad. Um, you know, the, the kid, uh, one of the rising seniors on a team, Jalen Johnson, was just a real smooth athlete and just really contributed a lot of ways. And they also had a, a, a junior point guard named Christian Johnson. Uh, was just a bulldog competitor. Just really got to the basket. It's just so much uh, able to use his strength to overpower a lot of other guards and get to the basket. Um, so there's a lot of talent there. And uh, I think... Um, you know, they probably didn't get as far. They kind of ran into a buzzsaw in that round of eight, but um, they had a pretty good showing. And moving on, last but not least in that upper quadrant, I mentioned them a thousand times, it feels like already, but New Mexico D1 Ambassadors, what do you think of that group as they make it uh, a really deep run in this tournament all the way to the finals? 
Yeah, they just had a a, a great coach team. Uh, just really played great team basketball. You know, they have a, a superstar in Ricky Lujan, you know, really talented player who's going to be playing Division One ball. But I think just overall, just great uh, team ball, great ball movement, uh, great coaching. That that seems to do it every single time. No doubt about that. I love Ricky Lujan on that New Mexico D1 squad. College coaches, check him out. Ricky Lujan is the real deal. Now, in that bottom quadrant, Los Angeles Elite Hollingsworth is the team that ends up coming out and making the Final Four appearance. So kudos to them. They ended up falling to that New Mexico D1 squad. But, uh, you know, they have a really, really strong team over there. Uh, but before we get to Los Angeles Elite, uh, Hollingsworth, let's talk about some other teams that were in this bracket. I mean, how about uh, you start to look down this group uh, the LNBA squad out of Las Vegas, they make a really nice run into the Sweet 16. I thought they had some players that uh, shined pretty brightly. Yeah, definitely. I only got to see them just a little bit, but uh, just a real athletic squad. Really was able to push the pace, get up and down the court. And and uh, when you're able to do that kind of thing, um, you know, really can create fits for, for opponents. And another group that was able to be effective in that bottom half of that quadrant was... Colorado Titans black. You mentioned the Colorado team showed well. This is a team that ended up winning two games in the bracket, and they probably weren't expected to win any hardly, but were able to show really well and uh, make their state proud. Yeah, exactly. Team play, ball movement, coaching, kind of like I said. I mean, when you have those three items, you can you, you pretty much have a chance any game you play. For sure. Uh, moving on. Fast Break Sports, what do you think of that squad? They make an Elite Eight appearance. Yeah, Fast Break Sports, I got to see them uh, play a little bit. They're kind of a good combination of uh, a lot of athletes, a lot of guys uh, who you know really could get up and down the court, really score in transition. Uh, they had a young point guard who I believe was 2023 kid who just uh, really reeked of a lot of potential. I think they were really underrated. A lot of guys, I think, from uh, the L.A. area who were a little bit under the radar. Um, but, yeah, I think they uh, you know, really showed themselves really well. And, of course, we want to touch on Los Angeles Elite Hollingsworth. Uh, they've got Nick Bowden over there who had a really big summer. Uh, Christian Broad. I mean, you, you go down on the list. JT Tan was a big guy over the entire summer that was big for this team. I mean, they, they had a lot of talent on that Los Angeles Elite team. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, you know, they they did so in a way, uh, you know, they performed so well. They didn't even have Dominic Woods. I think he only played, uh, you know, a couple of games that first day. They had to leave to take care of a uh, family issue. But he's a kid who already has a scholarship offer from Western Oregon. And, of course, Nick, Nick Bowden was just incredible. I mean, I, I was blown away not only by his play, but just the way he just took command on the floor. And he and he's one of those guys who has just a little bit of swagger to him and just makes him extremely fun to watch. For sure. Moving to the left quadrant in the Hustle 17U championship bracket for the finals, it was Cali Select Black coming out to meet the Colorado Titans gold in the top half there. And uh, I, I really like what California selected this year. I mean, Jed, they just had so much talent, did, did things the right way. And I thought it was fitting that we saw, first off, they ended up going against a team that was, you know, right on the money with them. Game Point Inland Empire pushed them. It was 58-57 finish and one of the more epic games of the tournament. Yeah, definitely. You know, Game Point Island uh, Empire, they... they had some really good shooting. Again, um, you know, had a, a really talented point guard who could really get to the basket and kick it out to the shooters uh, who were just seemed to be on, 
you know, on the mark for the majority of the weekend. And uh, they really, they really pushed California select really hard. Moving up. Uh, but before we do want to give a shout out and some love to Nevada hard to guard. Uh, they had a great year with us and finished out making a sweet 16 appearance in this tournament at the 17 U level. Uh, I know Ray Daniels is a, a definitely a, a player to watch with them. Nevada hard to guard. Uh, uh, is really starting to blossom. Picked up his first D1 offer not too long ago, and I would expect some more to start coming his way. Now, in that top quadrant, the champs. The champs are here. They uh, come from the state of Colorado and go out west and win it all. Colorado Titans gold. I mean, you got to give it up to this crew. They won the event uh, in Phoenix, and they also won the event uh, out west in Irvine. A lot of a lot of big uh, kudos to them. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, great, great team basketball a uh, great ball movement, but also a really talented group. And, you know, if I had to give an MVP for the tournament, it would have been uh, Owen Kuntz. Uh, he was just solid throughout. Uh, you know, I got a chance to watch an, a couple of their games alongside a bunch of college coaches, and all of them just marveled at his uh, ability to create his own shot and his footwork. I mean, it was just so advanced. Um, and it's going to be really interesting just to see you know exactly what level he ends up with. He could be a potential Division One player, or you know, a really solid D two. Or he's also a very high academic kid, so he could go D three. So a lot, of, a lot of potential options for what he might uh, do at the next level. That is for sure. Want to give Game Point Select some love? They made it out to the Elite Eight. Utah Premier National Red Squad also had a pretty good showing, make it into the Sweet Sixteen as well as Washington Elite. Shout out to Washington Elite. They lived up to where they were in the seeding. Huge opening round victory uh, before falling to the eventual champs. Hey, if you're going to go out, you want to lose to the champs. That's the way I always say it. So uh, kudos to all of those great groups that had an awesome year as well as everyone else in that 17U bracket on the prep hoop circuit. Now let's move down to the 16U. And when we're looking at the 16U championship bracket, coming into this tournament, I had a pretty good idea who of who I thought would win. And that was Coastal uh, Elite Slayers. They did end up winning, but Jed, they got pushed in a major, major way. I mean, you start to look at the ride that they had, uh, hard work, dedication in that opening round, took them to a 10-point game. You got to give that hard work, uh, dedication, Childress squad a lot of credit. They win their opening play-in game against Bobcats Elite, which was a tough one. They come back and respond and really played Coastal Elite Slayers pretty close considering just how talented that team is. Exactly. Coastal Elite, um, you know, I, I had a little f- extra familiarity with them because their point guard, Wayne McKinney, is actually uh, from Oregon and has played in Oregon the last couple of years. Um, so I kind of knew what exactly he was capable of, but I was so impressed by just the amount of, you know, talent that was around him as well. Just they had, seemed to have it all. They had size, they had speed, they had shooters. Um, so it was really a testament for any team that really kept it close to them. For sure. Uh, moving through this bracket, uh, as you look at their road, Team Prep is another squad. They got a very, very uh, awesome game victory over Salt Lake Bounce, 55-54. And what was, I look back on Baller TV, that was a fun one uh, to just kind of catch the ending of it there. As Team Prep did advance, uh, Salt Lake Bounce, shout out to those guys. They brought it every single age group, every single day. They were going to make sure and play. If they if they lost, they were going to at least make sure it was close and they pushed uh, whoever they were playing really well as they did with Team Prep here. Team Prep ends up falling to Coastal Slayers League, but I did want to give them a mention as they had a great year. And I had to also give a mention to West Coast Flight. Uh, 
Uh, as a program, I thought they had just a tremendous, tremendous year, Judd. Overall, I know this wasn't their best weekend, uh, but as a program, they they played really well. Yeah, exactly. And it's, you know, it's, and it's not just about one weekend. It's about the entire season, right? It's about um, just player development and just continuing to get better, building that teamwork, and especially at 16U, just kind of setting the framework for next year at 17U. On the money right there. You are on the money. Although let's move down a little bit in the 16U bracket as we continue to go through it. Uh, you had Legion of Hoops White come through the bottom half of the bracket. Uh, they got a, a very close victory with Los Angeles Elite. That's a name you keep hearing because they had a great weekend hmm. as a program, Jed, and they just continue to pump out wins. I mean, that, that included the Legion of Hoops Red Squad. They beat them, and they beat Colorado Titans Black, which is a tough team, and ended up facing the Legion of Hoops White, who, when you look at Legion of Hoops White, they, they not only beat uh, Coastal Slayers, a select team, which is a good select team in the opening round, but they ended up beating a very, very good California select red squad and then followed that up with Los Angeles Elite. But I thought in this quadrant, definitely the two teams of big note was Los Angeles Elite and their performance getting into the Elite Eight and then the Legion of Hoops white squad making it all the way to the Final Four. Yeah, uh, I got to see a little bit of each uh, each team uh, over the weekend, and I was really impressed with both. Uh, it's really it's really interesting with Legion of Hoop. Uh, you know, they actually won the 14U uh, tournament, if I remember right. And um, it's just a it's a fairly new program, and um, you know, he's just trying to get things going and get things built up from the ground. And you know, uh, things are going really good for them so far. Let's move over to the right side of the bracket where Utah Premier National had an excellent run all the way to the championship game. This was a sixth seed entering the tournament. One of the surprises of the tournament uh, for me was the fact of how deep they went. The other surprise, how about Nevada hard to guard 16U team? They went on an awesome run in this tournament as the 14 seed making it all the way to the Elite Eight, knocking out some teams that they were initially not supposed to, so you have to give them a lot of credit. Uh, but you know those two teams specifically in this area uh, really impressed me a lot. Yeah, definitely. And I know, especially in the case of Utah Premier, they had a a really talented big man named Jaden Brownell, um, who, you know, about 6'8", lanky, but athletic, could shoot it, really skilled. You know, when you have a star player like that, I think he's a definite potential, uh, potentially a Division One player. Um, You can kind of ride that horse and, and go really far on that. As we move forward to the last quadrant, which ended up being Colorado Titans gold, uh, they came out of that upper top right region there with some big wins over the Truth OC, who had a really good year on the prep hoop circuit, I might add. California Select Black was awesome this year, and honestly, they just got a tough draw, I feel like, uh, with the way things ended up shaking out in the regular season standings. They were so close. Uh, to moving up maybe a spot or two, and maybe that makes a difference, maybe not, but you got to give them credit for battling, getting a victory over the force in the opening round, and then really pushing that Colorado Titans gold squad uh, before ultimately falling by two. And then in the bottom half, you got to give another Colorado team a lot of love. I mean, you started the podcast with saying Colorado performed well, and boy did that ever in this bracket, especially because Colorado Cardinals red ended up getting all the way to the Elite Eight and facing Colorado Titans gold, and that says a lot. Yeah, once again, like you mentioned, we talked about, you know, teams from Colorado really just came to play. They really came to L.A. and, and beat the Heat and, and just did a really great job. 
Well, as we move on down to the 15U, uh, we are talking, of course, about the Hustle Region Finals. For those that are listening, if you haven't gathered that, I don't know. It's been too long in this podcast, so I'm sure most people are well aware. Uh, But Jed Tai was out at the event, and I I just want to go over the 15U very quickly. Uh, The Final Four, the Truth EYBL, Coastal Slayers Elite, and they faced off with the Truth EYBL getting a big, big victory. And then it was Game Game Point Inland Empire. Uh, falling in a game to California Select Red, uh, which gives us California Select Red and the Truth EYBL. And, I mean, you saw this Truth EYBL team over the summer with Mike Price and that 15U squad. They were super impressive, I thought, with lots of potential, especially if they can keep this group together. And they were able to get that 11-point victory over what is a dangerous and very good California Select Red squad in the championship. Yeah, I mean, the truth, EYBL, you know, the, uh, I saw them earlier in the summer when they won the Hustle in the Sun, being a very extremely talented Dream Vision team. Uh, and, you know, they, both both squads are just filled with Division One players. And, you know, this time around, uh, you know, Mike Price actually wasn't with the team this time, but then they picked up a uh, rising, uh, rising sophomore named Ramel Lloyd Jr., um, who is just already loaded with Division One offers, and this is an extreme talent. And, you know, despite, you know, being the star that he is, he just fit right into the system um, with everybody else. And that, that's just, you know, it's a real credit to um, California Select to hang with them as, as long as they did, because they really did in that 15-year title game. But in the end, uh, the truth, EYBL, so much talent, so much talent and so much, uh, so much great basketball. Well, let's wrap up the podcast with giving Legion of Hoops some love at the 14U. First off, they won that against the Colorado Titans Gold Squad. You, I mean, you keep hearing Colorado Titans Gold, Colorado Titans. They had a great year on the prep circuit. They really did. And as did the Legion of Hoops out of Arizona. They ended up coming out on top as the champion. Uh, but I want to get your thoughts as we wrap up here, Jed. Who were some of your favorite players you got to see out west this year? You know, I, I mentioned a couple of them already. Owen Coons, who I would say the, was the MVP of the tournament. Also, Nick Bowden of LA Elite. Uh, just so much fun to watch. Uh, in terms of just raw athleticism and ability, uh, Falouse uh, Sissy out of uh, California Select. Uh, 6'7", jumping jack, run the floor, big man. Uh, it was really fun to watch. Uh, a high academic kid I felt like did really well for a game point in Lynn Empire was uh, Jack Schultz. Um, he was a lanky 6'4 shooter, a uh, really high academic kid who's getting some looks from places like Johns Hopkins. Uh, I thought he had a really good tournament as well. And, you know, 16U, I, I get the nod to Wayne McKinney, um, um, my guy out of Lake Oswego High School in Oregon. Uh, he was just flat out unstoppable the entire tournament. And um, he just he, he just flat out was the MVP at 16U as well. I love it. I love it, Jed. Well, what is your final thoughts on what the prep hoop circuit was out west? It was it was just extremely competitive. Saw, uh, lots of great talent. Uh, lots of well coached programs. Um, kind of as you mentioned, you know, a lot of it when we as we were going down through seventeen U, sixteen U, fifteen U, a lot of the same programs are being mentioned. It's just amazing to see how stacked and um, how talented some of these programs are from the the highest oldest levels. Um, down to the younger ones. And it's really impressive to just see them all just super competitive, super well coached. Um, it was just a, it was a ton of fun to watch. And it's just amazing to see just, you know, what's, what's going to lie ahead in future years to come on the prep group circuit. 
Well, before we let all of our lovely listeners go, I want to run down very quickly the all-region teams for the Hustle region out west. That was done by uh, Ryan James, who did a great job. We'll start with the 17U, the top five out there that were able to make the all-region team. Ricky Lujan, mentioned him earlier in the po- podcast with New Mexico D1 Ambassadors. Tell any college coaches that's a dude that can go. Uh, Falu Sissi with California Select Black had a great year. Nick Bowden with Los Angeles Elite. Owen Koontz, uh, that's a guy that you really like a lot, Jed, and he really did have a big year. As well as uh, Big O out there with Powerhouse Hoops. He had a tremendous, tremendous campaign. Their second team was Jalen Page with the Colorado Titans. Pete Boyle with the Colorado Titans. Jaron Johnson on the Truth EYBL. Uh, Elim Husinovich with Powerhouse Hoops. And Matt Rivera with Game Point. Uh, so a big shout out to all those guys. For 16U out west, the uh, team was really loaded with talent. I mean, this was one of the most loaded regions with talent. Wayne McKinney, who is uh, your guy up in the northwest, uh, had an awesome year for Coastal Elite Slayers. He makes the team along with Caleb Nelson, uh, also with Coastal Elite. Jaden Brunel, who had a good year, I thought, with uh, Utah Premier, a guy that's got a, a lot of uh, potential. Carson Ledbetter with Legion of Hoops, and last but not least, Peyton Watson had a tremendous, tremendous showing with the truth, and I think going forward, he's going to be a kid at the 17 level to really, really keep a close eye on uh, as we continue to look out west. And last but not least, for the 15U All-Hustle Region first team, it was Camden McCormick for California Select, uh, followed by Los Angeles Elites, uh, Tavon Jonas Miller, Mike Price, who we missed in that last event, but man, did he have an awesome year on the prep hoop circuit. He's a very, very talented young man. Ben Schultzberg with The Truth as well makes it. And then uh, Davion Wright uh, rounds out the top 15U prospects out west. Well, Jed, appreciate the time as always. Hope you enjoy the rest of your day, and uh, we appreciate the time. All right. Thanks so much, man. Thanks for having me. That's going to wrap up this edition of the Prep Hoop Circuit Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Reynolds. Until... Well, next time, which we will be giving you a look into 2020, stay tuned. You've been listening to the Prep Loop Circuit Podcast.